Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, SGG? Yo, what's going on, P? There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Stat Guy Greg, as we kick off this edition of Cheap Heat. Now, warning to everyone, the whole episode will not be done on this app. The beginning of the episode is being done on the app um, because uh, I have to do a quick commute, but then we'll pick up from real recording situations. SGG, first of all, how are you? I'm doing great, P. Um Glad to be back after wow, a little a with a life off. slash what Thanksgiving a, hiatus. That's a very good point. It was a with a life holiday. And because we were hashtag with a life, as many of you were, we were not able to do the podcast. But because many of you were hashtag with a life, you wouldn't have been able to hear the podcast. <laughs> and they I were didn't also get a lot very of understanding. Yeah, they were very yes. understanding. Yeah, as you said, when I, when I wrote you and said, damn, I think we have to miss it. And you wrote, it's okay, hashtag with a life. I think you made a great point, and that is the world we live in right now. Uh, it's a with-a-life world, you know, hopefully. Exactly. Um, so, uh, but there is a lot to get into, um, although we are, you know, nicely just stuck in the middle between pay-per-views. The next pay-per-view coming up is the SmackDown exclusive Clash of Champions, but we're a ways away from the Royal Rumble. So Raw has a lot of time, which... Might not be a good thing. We'll get to that in a second. SGG, anything outside the ring this week? Um, the biggest thing from outside the ring is sort of speculative. The one big thing that I saw, which was that um, Impact Wrestling and Matt Hardy have finally, I guess they finally dropped the legal battle with uh, Matt Hardy and uh, it paves the way for him to be uh, broken or awoken or whatever. Um, the alternative is that he, that the, you know, WWE is going to come up with, but you know, that, that hurdle is finally out of the way. And I don't think it was a big hurdle anyway. I think they should have just done it and then let impact take them to court and then lose in court. And then that way, you know, they would have had all this time to profit off of it, but they opted to. I mean, listen, I'm guessing they were just trying to figure out the cheapest way to do it because I mean, I mean. I guess we got to be honest about it. As as excited as we all are for broken Matt Hardy to exist in WWE, and I am pretty excited about it actually. Um, I don't know if I think at any point it'll be anywhere higher than upper mid card, right? So, if it's an upper mid card thing, how much money do you want to put into it if you're WWE? That's the question, right? If this was about protecting Roman Reigns and making sure Roman Reigns was able to be Roman Reigns then I think you have a different situation. But given where Matt Hardy exists right now in this last run in WWE, I'm guessing they just thought the goal is let's do this as easily as possible. But as long as the result is we get it, then I think uh, we'll all be excited and we will be deleting in arenas around the world, which we already are doing. Um, did, yeah. anything else, did anything else happen, SGG? Um, another thing I did note was... Um... I guess Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. Now, when you say you noted, uh, did you actually pull out a pen and write down a note? Because that would be a moment here on, on GP. <laughs> I made a mental note. I didn't actually. Okay. okay. Got it. Close enough. But um, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are planning to do a show. 
And I guess this is big in the independent scene because uh, those shows don't really draw the huge crowds, but they, they were planning a 10,000 seat show that they're going to fund themselves and uh, sort of, I guess, compete a little bit with uh, WWE because WWE is really the only only game in America that consistently runs shows like that. But Cody Rhodes is is thinking about doing one in 2018. I guess not thinking about doing one. I guess they don't have a location set yet, but everything else is is planned. So I'm assuming that means he has workers lined up and everything ready to go except for a location. So it's going to be interesting. Well, that would be pretty dope. That's, that's pretty dope, actually. I wonder, I think they could put together a pretty good card. What market do you think they go to to try to draw 10,000? I think they go to WrestleMania. California. Uh, WrestleMania, no, I don't know if they, I don't know if they would do it that weekend in New Orleans with so much already going on. Like, I feel like a lot of people's WrestleMania week plans for shows are already, it's already done. Yeah, you're right. They're trying to do something. And all these other, yeah. ROH is doing stuff that they probably are going to have to be at. They, they wouldn't even be any room for them to do a 10,000 anything anywhere. So you think maybe California? Yeah. Hmm. Be interesting to see. Well, good for them. That would be, uh, that would be really cool. And, um, also, Greg, I guess the other thing that is not outside the ring, but it was outside the realm of television would be the, uh, Starcade event, uh, from last weekend. Oh, yeah. What did you think? Uh, not, I, I, all I really saw televised. was photos. Yeah, not televised. Yeah, all I, I saw, saw was photos of video. And I saw that video of, uh, Arn Anderson's Spinebuster. Um, but besides, you know, high quality matches, it seemed to be, you know, your basic house show, no title changes, just good, fun pro wrestling. People got I love, some things. I, just say this, got back. I love good, fun pro wrestling. It's literally, I don't know if you know this, literally my favorite, my favorite thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's nice that they didn't get bogged down with storylines and like, they just let them go have fun. Ah, bog down. Um, yes, Greg. Bog down. Oh, the natural the... Dusty Rhodes. Was that Starcade? Dustin oh, the, Rhodes, uh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin Rhodes was, was there. Um, of course, Natty and Charlotte in a cage, which is pretty cool. Rock and Roll Express, Dancing with the New Day. They did some fun stuff. They, it was, it seemed like a fun event. Um, but, Greg, where, where would you rank last week's, this past week, this week's Raw? In, in all-time worst episodes of Monday Night Raw? Oh, man. It was it was pretty bad. It's definitely, like, one of the ten worst that I can remember. It was it was really... And like, don't get me wrong. There were some high spots. You know, some bright spots, I should say. Um, but I think the the overall... The, sto- the show can be summed up with uh, Bray Wyatt's promo. When he's out there and he's laughing and he's telling the crowd, you're all dead. And he was right. That crowd was dead. Not that they had much to work with. But um, would we all agree the highlight was Roman Reigns and Elias? Yes. Yes, we would. I mean, that, that was a, uh, th- those Elias are two guys can who, go, boy. Yeah, th- so those Elias can wrestle. That, that's the exciting thing. Is a lot of us don't really know. We didn't know how good Elias was. Some of us didn't, I guess. Um, know how good Elias was. He's really good. And then on top of that, he's working with Roman Reigns, who has a tendency to make everyone look really good. So that that match was really cool and actually served a purpose of elevating Elias 
which is neat because it's time for him to grow a bit beyond just the singing. Um, so I, I really dug that and I thought that was cool, but SGG, uh, so much of the rest of the episode was just nonsensical. You know, the end yeah. being the most egregious part. I just didn't yeah. know what to make of the end. I've never seen two saves and two schmazes in the same match. I don't think I probably have. You went back to WCW. I'm sure it happened. <laughs> but first of all, I don't understand what the hell is going on with Jason Jordan. I just don't get it. You know, what, what, yeah. what is the goal at this point? Where is this building towards? And then Jason Jordan gets saved by Finn Balor. But then Finn Balor has to get saved also. Yeah, and that's are- the part that I didn't understand. You know, like, if Finn Balor is going to come out with the cape on, then he needs to be the hero or he needs to go out in a blaze of glory. He can't come out with the cape on and then next thing you know, he's the one screaming, like, help! Somebody! <laughs> you know, save me! It's not, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. He's either the hero or he dies trying to be the hero. You can't have Braun then come in and be the hero because then we didn't need Finn at all. Uh, that's how I felt. I didn't understand it. I did not understand. What purpose? Someone explained to me what Finn did. What? So he's just a generally nice guy? That's it? Finn Balor is a nice guy. So he attempted to help Jason Jordan, but then ultimately it didn't matter because someone more important came along. Um, also, I know yeah, there and are that's people, what it felt like. I know there are people, uh, Ange Gold being one of them, at Ange Gold on Twitter, who are um, excited about babyface Braun. I, I just, I just don't know if I think an all-out kind of babyface Braun works. I just don't know. Yeah, people I'm, pop. I'm inclined to people people pop for him, Greg, and people obviously you get excited when you hear his music and you see him come out. Of course you do. He's he's a freakish, huge, athletic dude. But there's a difference between that and like straight up rooting for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But but that's the problem with this era of wrestling that we're in, right? Like people. People say, all right, I cheer for this guy, so he's the face. Or I boo this guy, so he's the heel. Or even like in the case of The Miz, like, he's the heel, but I cheer him, so that makes him an anti-hero. And it's like, that's not what these words mean. That's not how this works. You know what I mean? But for Braun, I can't see him being an all-out baby face. I can see him, you know, doing good acts and making saves for the people that we like, but I don't know necessarily that he needs to cross over into straight up babyface territory. I'm more happy with him in like tweener territory or even like I do what I want solo kind of lone wolf territory, but straight up. Uh, but please don't. There's only one lone wolf. There's only one lone wolf, Baron Corbin. <laughs> so, well, Braun is way more entertaining. Than, if if Braun wants to take that moniker from Baron Corbin, I don't think there's anything Baron Corbin could do to stop him. Maybe the writers, but not Baron Corbin. That's a very good point. He's a large man. Yeah, so that concerns me too, but mostly I just sat there at the end of it being like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? That was, it was a long show. It's, and, and then the one thing that's kind of new that I guess I should be excited about because I am excited about the new talent 
and that is the 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 women's shmevolution. Because yeah, I, I feel like I've already seen this before. I feel like this 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 sort of invasion thing has already happened. We already yeah. saw it happen it, when they all first came up from NXT and went after the WWE girls. Yeah, and it it, feel, it feels very Shield esque, especially when like they surround the ring the way the Shield does. But I have I have two notes that I have to you know two things I want to make mention of with these women's invasions that are happening um, simultaneously on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, you know, aside Please. from the fact that the women in both groups sort of share a similar dynamic. Um, right down to the look. I, I yeah. find it. I I don't like that they don't have a shared gear or like a shared color scheme or something that unites them. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. I want. Yeah. I want, if they're gonna come out to the point where like, yo, we are the riot squad. You don't look like the riot squad because every riot squad I know has like a uniform. You know, even the shield, they have a uniform. I'm not saying they need to be decked out in SWAT gear too, but something that brings us to get them together. You know what I mean? Like they, they look like three individuals and, you know, I get that you want them to maintain some of that, but they don't look like a group. And this is for both women on both shows. Like also really, women on both shows, I mean. Really good point. It's a really good point because. Now you're getting a, a thing that we've basically already seen in terms of story. And on top of that, you don't come away with any great understanding of why. And it's just like, it just seems like this very, it's like, now we're going to find an obvious way to introduce them. Like, they they, they could have done the same thing by having Kurt Angle just come out on TV and being like, I want to introduce new women coming from NXT. Yep. You know, it's that telegraph to me. So I just like, I don't know. You know, I mean, listen, this is the most talented. This is as talented a roster as you can remember over the last 20 years. Going back to the Attitude Era, this is a really talented roster. Deep with talent and star power and amazing people who will go on to be all-time greats. But the stories right now just need a little bit more. They just, it doesn't, I'm not, we can't rest on our laurels you know and that's what it feels like to me is happening you know survivor series was a really great card i thought the show top to bottom was really good i thought it set us up for some interesting stuff and then raw since then i mean out of the gate i'll already tell you i don't know how you feel about this i feel like over the last month to six weeks smackdown has has clearly reasserted their dominance over raw as a show yeah and i, I think this monday especially highlights it or highlighted it, especially as compared to Tuesday. But I wonder if part of it is, um, is because of what you mentioned. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure when Raw's next show is. I think it might be uh, Monday. Raw. It'll be Monday. It'll be this coming no, but Monday. I mean like the next pay-per-view. Oh, a Raw exclusive. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's like back, not backlash. It's something in early February. Okay, but the next time they're on pay-per-view is Royal Rumble. So, you know, it felt like it felt like there was a lot of filler this Monday. And maybe that's part of it. Just like 
They have so much time in between pay-per-views that they're just like, all right, now what? And I, I really hope they don't do that. I hope they look at this time right now as an opportunity. You know, you have a lot of space here between um, pay-per-views to build people, to make things matter, and to get creative. Or you can look at it as like, uh, what are we doing? We don't have a pay-per-view. So I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I feel like SmackDown is so much more simple. Like, SmackDown starts and they let you know the main story here is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against Shane McMahon, basically. This is the number one story going right now. This is what you should be invested in. Then after that, it's AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal. This is another story that you should be invested in right now. And yep. they're not reinventing the wheel completely with the stories, but it's just easy for me to follow. And it's not, it's not like, I don't know. There's just a certain, I mean, and listen, and then that makes me think, Greg, is part of it just inherently the length of show? Is like, yeah, it, 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 is it, is it, is it like Brown versus the board where separate is inherently unequal? Is longer just inherently worse? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think so, especially on a more consistent basis. Cause at the same time too, it's like raw sometimes runs longer than the pay-per-views. Pay-per-views yeah. usually don't go three hours. So how? Are the pay-per-views supposed to be special when you are actually giving us less wrestling? Well, I, you know what? I'll ask you another question. I, I, I disagree with that. I know why the pay-per-views are special. The pay-per-views are special because you're giving us matches we actually care about, and it's a culmination of a story that might have been clunky, might have been good, but we know we're getting some sort of m- meaningful moment. How do you expect Raw to be special ever when it's longer than pay-per-views? You know, so I feel like it's more damning for Raw. The pay-per-views are still usually at least pretty good. You know, we get on here after pay-per-views, and more often than not, I think we give positive reviews to pay-per-views. Yeah, no, this was this has been a good year for for the shows. But yeah, like we've we've always enjoyed them. Three hour um, Raw, but yeah, the three hour Raw, man. And listen, this is not something I was shy about on bringing to the table. Rest in peace. Um, you know, we talked about that there. Was that I, 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 I just don't think I know why they do it. But if you're talking about what the consumer loves, I, I think I enjoy SmackDown more because of that. Hey, Greg, we're going to uh, hear a quick word from me and our sponsors and then come back on our high quality microphones. How's that sound? Hi, sounds good. Yes, that guy, Greg, it's week 13 of the football season and you need to know how is your fantasy football team doing? Yeah, you probably know already. Probably feeling the effects of a late season. Um, I understand because I'm falling apart out here. Let me be honest. I had Odell Beckham Jr. All of my fantasy teams are in the garbage. That's why you head over to DraftKings for one week fantasy football. Yes, at DraftKings, so many different ways to play. Choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or do private contests. Play against your friends. So easy. Beginner level casual contests that are super easy. So it's people of the same skill level. The best part is you get a new team each week, so you're not stuck with your busted team like my Odell Beckhamless squad. It's super duper easy and a ton of fun. And you get to support the podcast. So get over to DraftKings.com 
and play free with your first deposit using the code HEAT, like Chief Heat, H-E-A-T. That's right. So this is your opportunity to share hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes this Sunday. But hurry up. Sunday's right around the corner. DraftKings.com and use the code HEAT. All right? It's that easy. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, Stack Guy, Greg, we continue on meddling through this world, this wacky world of professional wrestling, a world where episodes of Raw are very, very long. Um, I, I have to say I missed my dear friend Renee Young this week. Yeah, as, she was out on her honeymoon. Although I got to right. admit, though, the honeymoon talk by Seth Rollins also felt like filler. Well, I'll be—I'll keep it totally honest with you. I—I I didn't like the Seth promo in general. It just felt like—it just felt like someone was trying to talk for him too much. Yeah, it didn't feel right. And and also like, you know, sometimes there's not necessarily a lot to say. I mean, I know they want to all have titles. You want you want the Shield to have the tag titles, and you want Roman to have the Intercontinental title. Cool, I get it. That's all you have to say. We don't have to complicate it. Yeah, you guys want the titles. That's what you do. You're competitors in the WWE. You want titles. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I found yeah. that uh, to be a bit much. You know what? I, huh, you know what I need to do here, Greg, to uh, ease my mind, like Arrested Development, if you will. <laughs> What's uh, that? Oh, you know that that made me have nostalgia for Brian Campbell. <laughs> yeah, the rap references should have been your thing, but it was no, oddly it was his. It was oddly it was a V Brian Campbell vehicle was uh the the especially things like arrested developments. Like he would hit us with a random I need some time to ease my mind like speech from arrested <laughs> development. So, I would like to uh I do want to ease my mind though with a little bit of the black power rankings. Let him have it, SGG. All right, and at number three, I gotta go with Shelton Benjamin. Um, it took him a little while to finally make it back to the WWE. His return was announced, and then he got injured, and then we didn't see him for a while. But now that he's back and uh, in that tag team with Chad Gable, they're, they're both doing really, really good work, and, and he's performing at a high level. And uh, I enjoyed his, his match on SmackDown. Uh, Shelton back. So I'm going to go with Shelton Benjamin. Um, and in at number two, I got to go New Day. Um, they're consistently entertaining. They had probably one of the best matches of the night um, at Survivor Series, but you know, with AJ and Brock, it's, it's it was right up there. Um, and then they come back Tuesday after Tuesday, and they're really entertaining. I, I weirdly enough enjoyed the Biggie pulling the pancakes out of his tights with the Sarah. Wow! Do you want to and specify the, why you enjoyed that so much? Well, it, just the whole interaction was hilarious. I saw them backstage with the pancakes, but I but then you didn't see it for a little while. And then he pulls it out of his tights, and then he pulls the syrup out of his tights, and the Usos are on commentary losing their mind. And um, to answer the question, I don't think the syrup was supposed to be hot, but it was, and I found it all hilarious. So the 
The New Day is in at number two. Okay. And in at number one, with the honorable mention to his opponent, uh, Alistair Black, the Velveteen Dream. You love like, you some Velveteen Dream. I do. And that match was dope. But not just the match being dope. It's like, I feel like Patrick Clark hasn't been around that long. I mean, I don't know what his pre-WWE history is, but he he just knows the ring really well for someone who is pretty young in their career. And it showed in that match. Just not, not even with, like, the wrestling moves, but even, like, the subtle things that he did. I mean, there was one spot where Aleister Black's on the outside and he runs towards the ropes full speed, but then, like, he doesn't go outside and, like, he... Rolls over the top rope, lands on the feet, on his feet, on the apron, and then ducks under the middle rope, back into the ring, and does his little slide move that he does. And it's just like that kid is so comfortable in the ring and so young in his career that I think that the sky's the limit for him. And um, you know, right now he's just gonna have to accept number one on this week's Black Power rankings. But he's got like much more to go. I think he he deserves a championship and the accolades and all that comes with that. I just, I don't know that he's going to get that if he continues to be a character because there's only so much that the character can do. But even like, you know, Shawn Michaels was a character and then when he finally got serious about it, he kept the sexy boy music, but he wasn't really the boy toy as he was, you know, world champion, if that makes any sense. Like Goldust was always Goldust and he never broke through that ceiling that his character put out there for him. But, um, you know, other people who had characters did when they were allowed to be more of a person and less of a persona. So I think if he's able to turn that corner, he can go, like, sky's the limit. Yeah, I think you make a, a good point there, Greg, about the difference between, you know, having a character and, and, and getting away from it for a bit just so you're able to be taken a little bit more seriously. Even though the character still exists, we've even seen it with the New Day at times. There are times when the New Days are, are goofier versions of the New Day. Um, yeah, it's true. And it's, a, it's a good point about Velveteen Dream. And even like now, The Undertaker, he, he they let him be a little bit more serious, and then he was he's now in like the upper echelon of talent. Now, Greg, it's a very important time here on Cheap Heat. It's not enough that we do the Black Power Rankings. It's now time for the brown power rankings. Ooh, the return. And for that, we toss it back to the Hot 97 Studios with DJ Juanito. Oh, oh, baby, I'm back. It is the brown power rankings by yours truly, DJ Juanito. Hello, boys and girls. Hello, Greg. Hello, Peter. Listen, let's start with number five. It's kind of like a tie right now. Kalisto and Kari Sane. Shout out to you both. You are number five. Number four, Samoa Joe, my friend. Uh, Andres Yen Almas, number three. Yes, I know. Mexican brother, you my man. You my man. Number two, the Uso brothers. Ooh, ooh. Love you guys. Number one is my guy, Roman Reigns. Ooh, ooh. And those are your Brown Power Rankings. And guess what? 
a special ranking is Mustafa Ali. I'm giving you the better luck next time, buddy, because better luck next time. And those are your Brown Power Rankings. What's up, guys? (laughs) He's a lunatic. The man is a bona fide lunatic. I'm sorry. I I love Roman Reigns, but El Idolo should have been higher. Dare I say number one on the Brown Power Rankings. But you know what? Roman hit the Grand Slam uh, last week. So I can respect, I can respect that. But Andrade, too many, not too many people expected Andrade to get the win over Drew, especially yeah, I mean, so early. Yeah, that's a very good point. It could have gone a couple of different ways there. Um, you know, front running with Roman Reigns, always easy to throw Roman Reigns. Wonder how Roman Reigns would even feel about being the king of the Brown Power Rankings. Roman Reigns is seems to be very happy to stack up accolades. This is just one more. I think he'll be just fine with being uh, the king of the Black Power Rankings. By the way, the if, if, power, he, if, if there was a um, hair power rankings, uh, you could also see him being very high. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Elias is in there too, though. Very good point. You know, I didn't even think about that when I was talking about how good their match was. I, I didn't even think about how, from a hair standpoint, how good it was. Um, <laughs> by the way, this is important. I've been told, though I haven't heard the details, I have been told that Jerry the King Lawler, happy birthday, by the way, um, to Jerry Lawler and JBL, both celebrated birthdays this week. I've been told that um, Jerry Lawler said nice things about me. Or by the way, I don't know if that means like multiple things, or if he literally just didn't diss me. On, <laughs> I think it's the second one. I think, I think you're probably right. Yeah, uh, I heard that he at least didn't diss me on the Raw report. He got your name. He got your name right. That's what he said. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I haven't heard from many people, but I saw one tweet at least about it. Um. Also, this is a big deal. Ruby Riot's name was changed this week. Yeah, I don't understand why it was necessary, but her name know, now has two T's. Some things aren't for me to understand. I under, I get that. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm I'm currently perusing the news to see if there's anything big that we missed this week. Uh, SGG. Well, I think the big one that a big one that we glossed over. Um, I apologize. I didn't. I didn't have it in in my oh, notes. No. And you kind of mentioned it very quickly. But Greg, you R. take R. your P. notes so seriously. How did this happen? R.I.P. to bring it to the table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it to the table. The table uh. was brought, guys. The table was brought, and it was um, it was brought down, all the way down to Chinatown. Um. <laughs> I, listen, I figured after a while of it not happening that the end was near, but now the official news, you know when it hits Raja.com, that's when you know it's official, SGG. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, they decided that as it as it was currently, as it was presently constructed, it didn't make sense. So I don't know what the future holds for a bring-it-to-the-table vehicle or a bring-it-to-the-table-like vehicle because maybe there's the opportunity to do something like bring it to the table yeah that's not bring it to the table yeah i was a fan i I thought there was a lot of upside to that show and could have been more but listen this is the business 
You know, that's something I'm pretty accustomed to. It's not the first time. Won't be the last time. Yeah, I mean, I mean um, like I said, though, that show gave them an opportunity to really talk to the fans in a way that um, that not everybody... Not everybody does. I think it was it was very, very innovative. Um, but hey, who knows? Maybe they maybe they took this title off you so they can bump you up to the main event. I don't know. We'll see. Well, there all there are some good things for you, um, you Packerheads out there who want to support your boy on the network. There are some things right now that are that are happening. So listen, I am not. Let me put it this way. To have some real talk and not be generic about it. I really... Bring it to the table was the first thing that I ever was set to do with WWE. So before the... Even though I ended up doing a panel first, I found out about the panels after I was already working on Bring It to the Table. So there is some disappointment that comes with that. Um, But to be honest... You know, once my once my foot was in the door and I could see that they enjoyed my work in different ways, I would have loved for that to worked out, but I didn't think that was the final stop for me with WWE. Yeah. You know, so um so I thought it was really cool. I'm bummed out that we won't be doing it anymore. But um we're working on lots of other stuff. So I mean I plan on being around for a minute as long as they'll have me around, as long as I, you know, Continue to do a good job, and hopefully they don't get too offended by it, the way I just, we crushed this week's this past week's episode of Raw. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm not too bummed out about it. But um, if you haven't ever seen them, go relive them. They will live on the WWE Network forever, Greg. That's the beauty, including the weird first episode with Paul Heyman before it changed. Yeah, I'm just glad they didn't uh, they didn't say. Well, we could continue this with Jerry and just throw Jerry the King Lola in there. Oh well, no, you wouldn't have that. I know you. <laughs> I know you personally. No. That would create a real problem for you. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll say this: we were off for two weeks, and I don't know. I've honestly been spending more time over the last two weeks watching episodes of Old School, the um on the network, the the random the house, shows. house shows. Nah, the, I watched a couple. They have a bunch from the L.A., from like the Forum or the L.A., whatever, convention center in L.A. I forget where they ran there. It's not the Forum, but wherever they were in L.A. And, man, there are some good ones on there, man. Yeah, they got some Boston Garden ones, too, actually, up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy I just, I don't know. I've been I've been living in the past a little bit recently. I don't know if it was Survivor Series that took me back there. I was researching for Survivor Series and watching a lot of old Survivor Series, and then before you know it, I'm watching 87, 88, 89, and then I'm I'm digging in the crates now and watching more old schools and prime times, and that just ends up being sort of the space that I'm that I'm living in. Um, SGG, let me. Is there anything else though? I know that we said that Raw was not our favorite episode this week. No. Are we? Do you think we're missing anything though? Do you think there's like stuff that people do really care about that we're sort of not giving credence to? Oh well, um, to throw it back to the women, um, and credit goes to Sean Ross. Oscar uh, made history on Monday. People might care about that. It's a nice. Shortest stat. match in women's wrestling history. Shortest match in history. Fastest submission win in history. Um, 
broke a record set by The Rock and the Big Boss Man, or maybe tied it. I'm not sure. There's conflicting reports on whether it broke the record or tied it. But um, fastest clean win in WWE history. Shortest women's match, you can definitely say that because it's the shortest um, submission victory in history. So, shout out to Asuka. In a, in a, in a Monday night filled with like uh, extraneous stuff and a lot of filler and a lot of things that didn't really make sense, her match was short to the point. She got it done and she racked up more for the history books. It's kind of amazing, actually. Also, real quick, why... The Miz-Tourage. Yes. Why are they Why are they walking with Elias? I don't know. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of deal was, was going on there. I don't know. You know, you look at results from this week, right, as I pulled some up right now, and you're almost taken aback at how, like, little actually happened over the course of three hours. It's a lot of backstage, uh, backstage stuff, and... Um, and like we keep saying, it was a lot of filler, especially at the end. Like, they spent, I think, two or three minutes just watching Kane wander through the crowd. Like, we get it. He's not coming back. <laughs> Braun, Braun is not going to chase him, and he's not coming back. We don't need to see all of this. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting here trying to read. I'm like, I feel like we did a bad job. So, I'm going back and looking. I'm like, no, there really wasn't much more. Where do you think the, uh, where do you think Paige's first story actually goes? You know, obviously um, right now they're using this as a way to introduce new talent. But ultimately, where does it go for Paige? Hopefully back towards the top of the women's division. But it's interesting you you mentioned Paige because I, I did want to get your opinion on this. Do you think it's odd that the name of her stable is Absolution? I, well, I didn't know that until right now. So good for you for telling me. And then what? Well, just like why that name, absolution, right? Is sort of like forgiveness. Okay, break it down, Greg. You're about to get deep on him. Keep going. Well, yeah, but like, who's being forgiven though? Like, who's is she forgiving the WWE universe for forgetting her? Is it like a veiled reference to something that she did, and so like she's being given absolution? Like, why, why that name, Greg? You're going deep right now. I'm just trying to understand, and I, I thought maybe you might have an opinion on it. I just, I really don't, don't know why, why they chose that name. Maybe they were looking for another word that that ended in uh, in Lucian. They had the women's revolution. They had evolution. They had the evolution of the women's revolution, and now they. I, I, I think, I think, I think now you're getting to probably the the play. Is that it's like revolution? No, no, it's absolution. Like it's the abs, it's the absolute revolution. <laughs> but that's not. I, I mean, all right, I guess the women's revolution was cool, but this is the absolute revolution. So it's the absolution. It sounds yeah, like I mean, it should be the name of a DJ Absolute mixtape. But DJ Absolute knows what absolution means, so he's probably not going to go there. You know, you can't be sure about that. <laughs> um, How unfortunate would it be, though, if they changed the name of her faction again? Like, they changed Submission Sorority, and now she comes out in, like, Absolution, and now they have to change that, too. Well, they won't have to, but, like, if they end up changing it because of the implications behind the actual meaning of the name. 
Yeah, that would not be good. What what match do you most want to see? Did, was she gone? Was she not a part of the when, when the when the NXT women came up? Was Paige already out? Um, when which NXT women came up? Sasha and Charlotte. Because I people. No, she yeah, was like, she was around because um, remember it went from the submission to sorority to Team PCB. And then, oh, I forgot about Team PCB. I forgot yeah. that. I, honestly, I'm a bad guy, and I really just forgot that that original run page was part of it. Yeah, and um, she it was, was her. Um, it was her, Becky and Charlotte. Yep. And then they broke up, and uh, I think she challenged Charlotte for the Divas Championship. If I'm not mistaken, she made a comment about Reed Flair that a lot of people <laughs> were unhappy about. Oh, that was Paige. Yes. I remember that moment distinctly. I forgot that it was Paige that did it. So she was around and then she got injured and then she missed um, all of 2016. Because it doesn't feel feel like she's had meaningful one-on-one stories, though, yet with any of them, right? No. Well, besides Charlotte, but, you know, they're all at different places right now. And Charlotte is so much better than she was. Um, in that initial run, so like, yeah, totally different person. Yeah, and then you and you feel interested in seeing Paige versus Sasha. Paige versus Oscar is the one that I want to see because they had not crossed paths at all. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'll tell you this though: adding just a few people to the Raw roster now, all of a sudden, their women's roster stacked. Yeah. Which is good though, because like there's only so many different combinations you can go through when you have six people. It's like okay, it's, you three are heel, you three are. So you add, by adding Sonya Deville, Sarah Logan, and Paige, it, it it makes it. I mean, listen, we don't know yet what the NXT girls are going to look like on the main roster and how they'll actually do, but for the right for the time being, we're interested. Plus, you add Paige, who you know you're, is guaranteed to be good. So all of a sudden, it goes from feeling thin to really feeling like there's a lot there right away. And yeah. by the way, can we utilize them more as time goes on? Can is part of that the reason is the three-hour show the reason they're they're thickening up the women's roster? It should there's be. there's room. Yeah, there's plenty of room, plenty of room, especially when Oscar's going to be a monster and like beat people in four seconds. You have room to still have other women's storylines um, develop in a meaningful way. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason why we can't get a couple of concurrent stories at the same time. That's just something that has not happened and has always driven me crazy. Um, yeah. What about SmackDown, SGG? We sort of we sort of went through SmackDown. Uh, really quickly. Um, SmackDown, like you said, was the more entertaining show. I like where gender is going. I saw your tweet, and I I can't disagree with you. I don't even have really much to add. Other than well, I tweeted, I, like- I tweeted that I I enjoy ch- the gender Mahal chase. Like yeah. I think I I think for some reason you would look at him and think he's just perfect to be the sitting heel champion. But I don't know. There's something about gender right now that I like a little bit better well especially now that he's um, sort of unhinged too like he's fed he's fed up with the same brothers so that attack even was like for me a sign of, of positive things to come because um, 
one of the criticisms was that he he's hiding behind them and like he really doesn't have much and he's a one trick pony and now it's like him attacking them leaves room for some interesting storyline developments you know do they do they apologize to him for um letting him down and not completing the mission and sort of like take the blame for him having to attack them you know or do are they resentful now and do they become his foil and like just another thing he has to worry about on the road back to his championship like there's a lot of different ways they can go and it's it's all interesting and also you let me say something that was so foolish sarah logan is on smackdown, SmackDown. yeah you what? met mandy rose didn't you i met mandy rose and sonya yes. deville how did you let me do that well you were on a roll i didn't want to interrupt your flow no if i'm making a fool of myself how dare you? How are you? Uh, what do you think about the reemergence of the Bludgeon Brothers? The Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, I am not a fan. That's I'm Luke not. Harper and Eric Rowan. Apparently, everyone. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I should be a fan, but I'm not a fan. Like, I I, I know this is going to contradict what I just said about the women. Being that the Bludgeon Brothers have gear and music, and they look like a team. But I'm not. I'm not with it. What is it about like them it. that doesn't work for you? I cannot put my finger on it, but there is something that's just not clicking. It's not. And, um, yeah, I don't know that it's their fault. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But something is not. Something hasn't fallen into place. And maybe it's the gear, too. Like, the gear is ugly. That's a, that's a, that's, yeah, that is, it's never been sexy. It's, I, I appreciate that they're trying something new and and Luke Harper is still Luke Harper right he's still great in the ring and um, but yeah it didn't it's not it didn't fall into place for me okay well what about this yeah. what about this how do you feel about the implosion the shocking implosion of the hype bros apparently um, they will not stay hype anymore <laughs> Mojo has turned on Zack Ryder. Yeah, good for Mojo. It's, it's about time. Zack Ryder's been holding him back this whole time, um, wanting to ride on the Mojo Rally coattails. So it's well, about what time. Is, what do you think, though? I mean, Mojo's my dude. I'm a, I'm a, I, he's a great dude. What is the ceiling for him? Like, could, could Mojo actually be something as a singles competitor? No, Mojo is right at where it's going to be, so he needs to enjoy this. Oh, you are a horrible, mean stack guy, Craig. You that asked my a... honest opinion. That's my honest opinion. Like I didn't say be honest. I asked for your opinion. <laughs> I never said be honest. You could have said, no, nah, I think Mojo. You should have. You could have said, I think you know Mojo is going to live this '80s glories life, glorious. Like he'll turn into this '80s throwback guy that everyone loves. Gets into another tag team. Gets really over. Wins the tag titles. I think Mojo's going to go on a hell of a run. Nah, that's I, I don't think that. And hey, maybe I should have lied. You did start out by saying Mojo's my dude, so maybe I should have took that hint right. and lied. But I was I went the other way with it, and that's what I believe. And honestly, like you got to think, man who who can Mojo compete with, right? Like even even Jinder Mahal, right? Mojo won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, Jinder was the last person he eliminated. Jinder ends up with the WWE Championship, but then Jinder emerges as like this heat magnet. 
people hate gender. So, like, it almost justified that risk that WWE took. Mojo attacked Zack Ryder, and these people were like, all right, cool. I don't think he can... Like, they got too many other people that people care about in the ways that you want them to care about um, talent. From Bobby Roode to Nakamura to even Baron Corbin and Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like, when you start running down the names, he gets lower and lower on the totem pole. You never heard anyone, have you ever heard someone in a wrestling conversation say, you know, watching a Mojo Raleigh match and just look to you and go, oh my God, what a hell of a shoulder block that guy has. <laughs> no. Which is messed up, though, because he does, <laughs> he does have a hell of a shoulder block. But <laughs> it, it, <laughs> <laughs> he does. Now that you point that out, it is. It is a hell of a shoulder block. It's, it's Mongo McMichael or Jace. Oh, man. But no, not, never, I've never heard that. And maybe that's on us, you know, because like he does have a hell of a shoulder block. But no, I never heard that. And I don't think I will ever again. So this is I got to tell you guys, um, I have varying degrees of being excited about doing cheap heat on a week to week basis. Considering we were off last week, I thought I'd be a little bit more excited about doing cheap heat this week. However, Greg, that doesn't mean I'm not excited about next week. What I here's what I would love to do, though. I believe, Greg, that what we should do is ask our Cheap Heat family right now, those who are with a life and even those without a life, to tweet us, let's decide collectively. I don't want to – I'm not going to like rip off Conrad and we're certainly not going to start like making the episodes about like next week is – next week we're doing four and a half hours on Survivor Series 2003. We're not going to do that. Um, And I saw – I want everyone to know, I saw Bruce Pritchard, and I told him he was out of his mind. Four and a half hours on Bret Hart. The yeah. only person who could talk about Bret Hart for four and a half hours is that guy Greg sitting alone <laughs> by himself watching DVDs. But it was uh, it was tremendous, that episode. Anyways, but if we have another not-so-great week of current product, Greg, maybe maybe you could throw up a little poll. I'll retweet it of some possible topics or events that we could watch over the weekend on our, on our spare time and us all as a cheap heat community can watch it and talk about it some and have some laughs next week. What do you think? Yeah, I like that idea. I like so, it a lot. So in a couple hours, Greg, why don't you throw up a poll at on Twitter at Stack Guy Greg and we'll see what the people say. And that yeah. week, that way, if next week is just sort of disappointing, I don't like just sitting around and, and destroying the week that was. We'll do some of that. But I'd rather have something fun to delve back into. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like that. All right, so you can look for that uh, on Twitter, at Greg at Rosenberg Radio. Um, uh, and that's it. We'll come back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, if you're listening on Thursday, hail to the Redskins. Let's go beat them Cowboys tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. I still watch football. The last one. Uh, and that'll do it for this edition of Cheap Heat. Uh, <laughs> Sack, I do me a favor and stay mage, please. Always.